Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of I'm Glad You Asked. Today's episode will be about cool words. Some words are just cool. They sound cool rolling off the tongue, the combination of vowels, consonants, fricatives, diphthongs, and other vaguely nodding-sounding linguistic features, as pleasant to the ear as a wet Q-tip digging out a troublesome ball of wax. I'm reminded of that old Monty Python routine in which an upper-class English family is simply reciting words that sound woody, like caribou and gorn. Other words are cool because of what they mean. They capture meanings we didn't know we needed. How frequently have you had a thought that you can't quite put into words? You want to express some feeling, some abstraction whose fine points escape you, and the thought slips away untouched, like a date who's noticed you have spinach in your teeth. There's probably a word for that, and once you know it, the thought can be captured. You are now in possession of that thought, and you can think it easily from then on. Words make thoughts easier to pick up, like handles on a suitcase or liquor in a co-ed. The best words define thoughts you didn't even know you could think, concepts you hadn't even thought possible. These words don't help you identify your thoughts, they help you think of new ones. Ah, but when a word has both of those qualities, when it makes a pleasant sound and even just feels right coming out of your mouth, and you take just a little pride in how well you commanded your lips, tongue, and larynx to produce such a combination of sounds, and then it also lives in the cracks and crevasses of meaning, teasing out a concept so esoteric and yet so necessary, that's when you know you've fallen in love with a word. Verisimilitude is one such word. Mmm, just listen to it. Verisimilitude. Say it yourself. Verisimilitude. Doesn't that sound great? And as to what it means, like most of the cool words, it's hard to explain easily. It could be defined as the appearance of being true or being real, such as the effect fiction writers or movie makers strive for. Even when what's been written is fictional, sometimes even fantastical, it's important to have the appearance of reality. Even the mighty Thor takes maple syrup on his pancakes because that's real. It's not trying to trick someone to thinking something's real when it isn't. It's an unspoken agreement between audience and fantasist. The first agrees to suspend disbelief and accept what is being presented, while the second agrees to make that which is presented as real as possible. It's part of the fictional covenant, the handshake between creator and consumer. Verisimilitude. It's a wonderful word. Some of our cool words come to us from languages other than English. English is a fantastic mongrel language. We just take from other languages when it suits us. It's like Thai pizza at California Pizza Kitchen, which my family always mispronounces California Pizza Chicken. Thai pizza. Pizza? From that common alliance between Italy and Thailand? Or a Labradoodle, taking the best parts of a Labrador and a Poodle? Is it me, or do some of you also wonder how large dogs mate with smaller ones? But I I digress. Schadenfreude, from that elegant and beautiful language German. Did you know that in German, saying, I love you, would be, Ich liebe dich. Yeah, it's romantic, especially when the listener scrapes the spit and bits of bratwurst off her face. But schadenfreude is actually a pretty cool-sounding word. 
four syllables in its own little trochaic meter, schadenfreude, and leave it to the Germans to make a word that means to take joy or pleasure in the misfortune or humiliation of others. We usually apply this word to the feeling of satisfaction we get when someone we don't like fails to escape some of life's little annoyances. It can tap into our sense of justice, the arrogant boss who tears his pants in front of the whole corporation and exposes the lady's underwear he has on underneath, the abusive girlfriend who slips on a banana peel and lands in a mud puddle, the know-it-all English teacher who, well, you get the idea. I'm going to expand my cool words a bit to include this cool phrase, esprit de l'escalier. Ooh, I feel like buying a baguette, wearing a beret, or surrendering to some fascist. But I kid the French. Esprit de l'escalier, a wonderful sound, elegant, classy. Almost everything in French sounds classy to American ears. J'ai un bouton sur le cul. Sounds wonderful. You'd never guess it means I have a pimple on my ass. Anyway, esprit de l'escalier sounds great. And it covers a meaning you always needed to know but couldn't think of. You know those times when someone gets you with an insult or a dig, as the hip kids of today say, and you struggle to find a clever retort but can't come up with one until the encounter is over and it's too late? That's what esprit de l'escalier means. Coming up with a witty comment or reply after the opportunity to use it has passed. Literally, staircase wit. As in, you only think of the witticism when you've descended the stairs and left the reception area, which in times past was on the floor above the ground floor in French architecture. Not all cool words need to be from languages other than English. Perspicacious, for example. Another excellent feeling word. Feel the way your mouth has to move when you say it. Perspicacious. I'll say that in pieces, and then you repeat after me. Per, spi, k, shus. Perspicacious. See? Feels great. Sounds great. So it's got one of the two qualities for a cool word. And what does it mean? Having a ready insight into the way things truly are. Being able to comprehend and understand what is puzzling to the ordinary person. It's like a combination of observant, clever, wise... It's cousin to words like shrewd and sagacious, but unlike those words, perspicacious, or the noun perspicacity, which sounds vaguely like the burglar character from Cats, has the added meaning of penetrative, able to see what others can't. Sherlock Holmes was perspicacious. Now, not all cool words even need to be long. Moxie, for instance. Words with an, words with an X. Always deserve a second look, and not just for Scrabble. Moxie. Moxie. Sounds like the name of a female crime fighter from the noir era. Moxie Phillips, Private Eye. Speaking of which, everyone seems to think it's Private Eye. E-Y-E. Like the organ used for seeing. It's Private Eye, as in the letter I. As in investigator. But over time, that sort of mutated into I-E-Y-E because it sort of fits, doesn't it? You're hiring a person, privately, to be an I. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Moxie. Short, but cute. Moxie has one of those short haircuts, doesn't she? And she swears, but not in the presence of her mother. She gets along with the guys and can spit really far. Moxie is what Scout from To Kill a Mockingbird would have as a nickname. And you know what? It fits. Because Moxie is that quality of determination, courage, grit, pluck, 
energy, audacity, stick-to-itiveness, guts, skill, practical know-how, and all with a sense of style. The origins of the words are not clear, but it's very possible that it's a totally made-up word. Yes, I know, all words are made up. But in this case, it's likely the word comes from a soft drink from the 1920s and 1930s called Moxie. It began as one of those patent medicines, you know, like snake oil, and it was supposed to make you brave. What a story, huh? Word from a soda. So, in review, our cool word list for today. Verisimilitude. Schadenfreude. Esprit de l'escalier. Perspicacious. And moxie. Little something for everyone, I hope. Sprinkle them into your conversation and watch the job offers roll in.